Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 5. Here's Pastor Ryan. Don't be alone together. Because I want to get you to the aisle pure. I want you to experience God's best on the aisle that day. Have a chaperone. You might be thinking, is that that's so old-fashioned? No, because he's been around the block. My, my pastor's pretty street, too. He was a big cocaine pusher before he got saved. <laughs> so he's a gamer. God saves gamers and then makes them pastors so we can help with all the games. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, you got plenty of friends. Let them tag along. Because he knows what happens when you get two sinners alone together for too long. So we were able to go, my mother-in-law's here, so we were able to go down the aisle and, and that, it was fun, let me tell you. Uh, honeymoon was fun. I got to experience uh, what God, what God intended for marriage. I was a babe. It was amazing. And, uh, and I'm just talking about our union. I'm not talking about sex. Get your <laughs> mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was beautiful the way God intended it to be. He's a redeemer. He's a redeemer. He makes the heart new. He makes a life new. Another issue is pornography. I, we have computers on us every day. Pornography is e- evil, guys, as you know. But maybe some of you don't know masturbating is evil. It's evil. It's lusting. And the thing about masturbating is like it, the the liberals have taught us, oh, it's just a kid thing, normal thing. Let them do what they're going to do. And blah, 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 blah. No, it's not biblical. It's not biblical at all. An individual that engages in pornography or masturbation reinforces high levels of dopamine, which is a type of neurotransmitter that the nervous system sends messages between the nerve cells. It's a high in dopamine And like any other drug, there's a crash afterwards, and the crash is lower than the base. So now they have to do crazier to get that same high, just like if you're addicted to drugs. It's you can you want to get the same high, but it's not. It's you have to take more drugs to experience the same. So it's a never-ending, disturbing, distorted cycle of people. you know, viewing pornography, masturbation, it's, it's about le- teaching your brain to 
rely on watching two other people engage in sex for a high. It's not, it's obviously not the one-on-one as sex was meant to be between a husband and a wife. It's now one trains himself to get off on two other people engaging in that, which distorts the person. The communication skills, the, 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 the desire to court and to communicate and to go after the woman that you want to marry, all of that gets diminished. There's isolations. There's feelings of guilt and shame. But why afterwards? Why? Because they know in their conscience what they're doing is wrong before God. If it's a thing with single people, then I would say get married. The longer you, you wait, the, the, the lower your standards get. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe some people's standards are too high. But you want to honor God and you want to be holy and you don't want to mess around with stuff and you want to be holy. and you, Maybe you're called to be married, man. Lower your standards. There's someone out there for you. Make sure they love God. It's better to marry than to burn with passion, Paul would say. It's better to marry. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the next chapter over in verse 18 through 20, Paul would say, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which, which are God's. Our bodies, our spirit belongs to Jesus Christ. Right? You can't be taking the Lord into all of that evil and mess. Who's really in control when one is into pornography and masturbation? Who really is control? God? The Holy Spirit? Some might say, well, I am, or the person who's doing it is. No, Satan is. Satan is. So what do we do? You walk really close to God because he is your only hope against your wicked flesh. He is, my, he is our only hope against my wicked flesh. Our wicked flesh is the Spirit of God. And that is why he says, pray lest you enter into temptation. That is why we are told in Galatians 5 that if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You may think you're the only one with that nasty, crazy drive. That's not true. Sin is common to all men, the Bible says. But God makes the way of escape if you choose it. And Satan will try to tempt and try to tempt and try to tempt. That's why you don't date. Does that make sense? I, I, you can say, well, I'm legalistic. I'm gonna, I gotta go to another church. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Let's see where, let's see where everything lands when he comes. But I'm trying to say this to you because I love you. And I didn't pick this chapter. God's divine providence that we started the Bible, what, years ago? Years ago. We go through the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and we just happen on this Sunday, the 30th of April, 
to hit it when you're here. It isn't me playing tricks. I'm just preaching it. We care for our high schoolers here. We care for our kids here. We're going to watch and make sure that the environment is holy and pure. This isn't a place to play games. If your parents allow you to do that, do that at their house. But this is God's house. And if I don't stop it, if I don't police it, if we don't, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, don't be upset with me, please. Listen, I know you're not. It's therapy for myself. But here's the deal. Spurgeon said this morning, he was talking about, um, he was talking about that verse that says, they murmured against God. They murmured against God in the desert. Remember that? And God took care of their murmuring, right? But what he was saying was, God's so wonderful. And he doesn't want to like chasten us. But God will chasten us if he has to. Don't murmur against his chastening. Receive it. And then Spurgeon said, God uses the rod twice. Twice for those who don't get it the first time. He'll grab that rod and he'll give us another swat if we don't get it. So just receive it as from the Lord. It ain't me. I'll just explain to you. You know, I wasn't like, hey, guys, let's, let's jump to this chapter today. It's just where we're at. Because God believes our church needs to hear it today. That youth group is growing. And we're going to, so help us God, all of us brothers and sisters together, we got to watch those kids because they're crazy. <laughs> right? Right? They're, ga- they're, they're hobbits and they're gamers. And we know, they think they know tricks. We have lived longer. We know more. Trust me. We've already been there, done that. How can you play a player, kids? We're watching you. So be encouraged. Don't murmur. It's God's will that you heard this message. Be cool. Enjoy it. And hopefully you have a pastor or a church who says, I, who cares like my pastor cares and says, I want you to enjoy it and, and unwrap that package for the first time and, and experience that. Don't awaken love, kids. Be kids. Play games. Run. Run more. Get it. Get all the wiggles out. Get the hormones in their place. Run. Pray. Run. And parents, don't put up with it. Don't put up. They'll get over it. But I pray that our prayers aren't hindered because we're just not going to deal with it. We're apathetic. And so anyhow. And you are puffed up, verse 2, and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed, as absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged as though I were present. Him who has so done this deed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord. So so what is the remedy? Kick him out. 
This is speaking of an unrepented person, guys. God's a forg- He's merciful and he forgives. But what if you have a friend, a family member, who's in sexual immorality and has not repented? Oh, well, they're on their way to repentance. I can kind of tell. No, they're either done or you're done with them. That's biblical counsel. You know how many Christians are, oh my gosh, it's so hard. God calls us to love. Why are you kicking them out? Because God says that's love, to kick them out. Uh, There is the door. It'll remain open for when you repent, you can come back. And we've had to learn this throughout the years. We deal with things biblically here by the grace of God. Trust you me, there are people who hate our church, who hate me. It's cool. If someone don't hate you for your walk with Christ, there's something wrong with your walk. Right? They hate us because we we're sticking up for his word. Jesus says, Ryan, you can't be above me. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. That's what he says. So we have people that, yeah, you know what? You want to cause division? There's the door. The Bible says in Matthew 18, you go deal with that brother. They don't listen. You bring another brother. They don't listen. You tell the church. They don't listen to the church. Give them the boot. There's ways of handling things. There's a, 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 we'll get, I'm getting ahead of myself. But it's like, you know, give them to Satan so that Satan can, can, can hurt them in a way that they might come to their senses and come back. It's all for restoration, don't get me wrong. But there are some Christians who will never kick anybody out. And that is called self-love. Pride, which is a sin that the Corinthian church had. They were puffed up. They had self-love. I cannot do that because they won't like me. And I live for others to like me. Does that make sense? It's self-love. You know what I mean? If your brother or sister's in sin, you know that they're going to end up in hell if they don't repent. You're not going to say nothing to that. Because Thanksgiving has to be Thanksgiving and Christmas. We have our traditions and I don't want them to not be with us. Okay, so they're going to be with you and slowly end up in hell one day. And you can thank yourself for helping them go to hell. I'd rather not talk to my family members who won't honor my wife, which I have, I'd rather not, I'd rather tell them the truth and not see them again in hopes that they go to heaven than for me to not say anything to them because I want Thanksgivings and Christmas to be the same and for, and for me to help them stay the way they are. And there are many grandparents and parents who won't check their children when they know their children are in sin. He says to them in verse six, your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? He's basically saying, like it doesn't take much, a little bit of sin, a little bit of leaven. Leaven's a picture of sin. A little bit will mess everything up. You think that, you know, junior or, or, or daughter who's in fornication and they're under your roof or, you know, or, or a spouse or something or some or a friend. You, you don't think, God's saying it affects more than you know. A little bit will destroy the whole lump. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Why should we be careful against sin? Because Christ died for it. Why would we allow what he died for to be a joke? To be, for us to be apathetic towards or indifferent towards? Why would we not take care of that mom or dad? 
brother or sister, why would we not take care of it? If that's the thing that nailed him to the cross, that sin. And then people are like, yeah, well, it's cool. Everyone does it. We're Christians. He died for that. That's why he said, don't even let these things be named among you. Don't even joke anymore the way you used to, because he died for those things. And that's why he's our Passover lamb. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Man, I when I got saved, guys, I got rid of the... I got rid of my mafia movies. I got rid of uh, Scarface. I, I, had, I had all the gangster movies. I had all the gangster rap. I had the, uh, like, uh, I had the Tupac. I had all that West Coast stuff. I had, uh, like, the Biggie. I had the No Limit Family, New Orleans, you know, Master P. I had all that. Gone. All my punk rock music, gone. What am I doing? I'm cleansing out the leaven. I'm a new, I don't need that. That's, a, that's what I used to be. Oh, he's so legalistic. Yeah, I keep saying that. Satan wants you to say that. I'm not legalistic. There are things that are terrible for us that we got to get rid of. Verse 9, I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with sexually immoral people of this world. <coughs> Or with the covet, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, or covetous, or an adulterer, idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. Not even to eat with such a person. Not even to eat with such a person. Can you imagine that? In the name of Jesus, like really, how many of us had said to a brother or sister, you knew they weren't living right, said, you know, I can't even eat with you. Wow. Think about that. That doesn't come from Paul. That comes from God, from Jesus, through Paul, saying to the church, don't even eat with them. Because they should know better. To whom much is given, much is required. They're named a brother. Oh, they're like, like, it's like the one, it's like the family member. Oh, they're believers, but they're just like sleeping with everybody. But, but years ago, they went to church. They, they said the prayer. They're believers, pastor. What does that mean? Look at the scriptures, not your feelings that you want them to be saved. They don't care. If they cared, they wouldn't be doing those things. But if you're going to name him a brother, if you're going to name him a sister, God says, don't even eat with them. Since you say they're believers, don't even eat with them. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to eat with them. They're not believers, obviously. They haven't walked with God in 10 years. They're sleeping around. Ah, now that you're dealing truthful, you can still have meals with them because they're not believers. They're lost. And that's how you should deal with them, with truth. The world is lost. God says... I'm not saying don't hang out with sexual and moral people of the world. They need Jesus. So we are open to hang out with those in the world. We're open. As long as they're respectful. You go to a barbecue with non-believers, think about it. Jesus ate and drank with sinners, right? And Christians make the mistake of like staying at a barbecue when like it becomes demonic and they're still there. Do you think that's what it means in the Bible that he hung out with sinners? 
No, when he ate with sinners, the sinners were open to what he was saying. They came to him. He spoke to them the words of life. They were open. They were open. But if you go to a party and they start rolling up joints and getting high and pounding brewskis, taking shots and language is all crazy, you don't think it's time to bounce? It's time to leave. Yeah. That's not what it means to hang out with sinners. When I, before I knew Jesus, if I was going to hang out with a priest, a pastor, or somebody, I would watch my language around them. Because in Almani, you would probably get stabbed for disrespecting people. That's how I grew up. So if you think, well, they're in the world, they don't know how to respect people. Where I'm from, everyone respects everybody, because if not, you get stabbed. Seriously. People can behave. So if you're around people who just, they know you're a Christian, and they're going to F-bomb it all around you, like... You think Jesus would hang with that? Jesus would be gone. Don't cast your pearls before swine. But to the rest that are open and they're sinners and they're homosexuals, you got to share the love of Christ with them. You got to warn them. That's what the Bible's saying here. But he says, But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral. Don't even eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are on the outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. We don't go around sin sniffing. I, I'm trust, I, I have my own life. I'm not looking to see who's in, in sinning. I'm the one who's looking at me who's trying not to sin. Well, you know what I mean? I'm, it's, I'm not going around like that. Our, our people aren't going around like that. But when it becomes obvious to us, when word gets to us, I know why it became obvious to me, Jesus. I know why you wanted me to hear what I heard about that person, about that. I know. Because he may be wanting me to help them and deal with that. So we're not looking. But if you just happen to find out, oh, oh, yeah. I saw them walking out of the Food for Less with like 224 packs of, uh, you know, and it was, uh, who should I pick on? I saw, yeah, Jacob was over there. <laughs> you know, with the Jack Daniels bottle the size of a, of a melon. <laughs> and... Yeah, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want to get him in trouble. Okay, your prayers will no longer be heard until you who saw that say something. That's how it works. You saw it. Sometimes people want me to go and, and deal with that. Wait, 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 wait. What did you see? Go talk to him. Ah. They want me to go talk to him. No, you, go, you saw, you go talk to him. And then if they don't listen to you, Get another person, both of you, and then come tell me. I'm sorry. For Christ, we're willing to confront. We're willing. Christianity is love God and love others. It's not love God and love yourself. Because if we love ourselves, we won't correct anybody. Yeah, you know. I wish you would stop, but I don't want to warn you because then you won't be my friend. My goodness, guys, I've lost so many friends. So many friends. I love them. 
But what blesses me is they know when they want to get right where they can go to. That there's some knucklehead in banning that'll tell them the truth. Because everyone's lying to them. Oh, I'm a Christian too. You, can, you got liberties to do whatever you want. Exactly. Comes as an angel of light. Go for it. Anyways, that's a lot to say. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. And we praise you for your love, your grace, and mercy. Help us, Jesus, we pray. And we know that you do. That's why we love you. You take us who are such sinners. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't